So technically, a Major League Baseball team could sign Trevor Bauer. Will one? And would it be the St. Louis Cardinals? Coming up on B-Shape Daily. What's going on, everybody? And welcome in to this edition of B-Shape Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you. Evening hours of Friday, November 10th, 2023. Talking about a topic today that I did not think I would do a video on, to be totally honest with you. Didn't think I'd do a podcast about it. But I've been asked so many different times about Trevor Bauer within the last few weeks. And I've seen at least some tweets from notable baseball writers, reporters, whatever the case might be, about Trevor Bauer and the notion that maybe a MLB team will sign him. Evidently, his agents are pushing toward that. So I thought, okay, if there's any one possible way for me to stop getting these questions, maybe doing a video about it will be that way. Maybe I am foolish and naive to think that the questions will stop if I address my thoughts on it once and for all, but Maybe it's worth a shot. So that's what I'm doing here today because we've talked a lot about Cardinals needing pitching, right? They need starting pitching. We know that's true. They are going to pursue some free agents. They're hopefully going to swing a trade. They really need three starters. And it's all about being efficient with your payroll as well because we think maybe 50 to $60 million that they will add to the payroll And again, that's a flexible total because it's dependent upon guys in arbitration. Will they non-tender a couple of guys? I've got a couple of candidates in mind that I don't really think will be on the team this next year that are making a few million bucks. Will they find a way to trade some of those guys? Will they simply non-tender anybody? That could change the math a little bit. But knowing that, hey, the Cardinals want to make every dollar count, there have been a lot of people that have asked me about Trevor Bauer because... In all likelihood, if he does ever get another MLB contract, from a strictly baseball standpoint, I guess there's an argument to be made that he could end up being a value, right? But I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Trevor Bauer's statistics tonight because the question of the video is, would the St. Louis Cardinals consider signing him? And I'm not going to waste a lot of time because I don't want to be accused of clickbait. I'll talk about it for a little while. If there's any other topics that I feel compelled to bring up in this episode as well. We'll do that too. I don't think it'll be a very long episode compared to the hour, hour plus that we've been doing the last couple of nights, but it is Friday night going into Saturday. A lot of times people aren't as enthused to listen on the weekend because it is a daily show. Try to go like five days a week, I think is going to be the plan, especially when there's news to talk about. But some of the time, maybe this is a very weekend topic, right? We'll we'll put this on the weekend. For the people that want to listen to it, they will. For the people that don't, they won't. And we'll move on with our lives on Monday. But like I said, lest they be accused of clickbait, I'm going to give you my answer right away. Should the Cardinals sign Trevor Bauer? Do we think there's a possibility that they will? The answer is definitively no, would be my answer to that. So if within the first three minutes of the video, you said, okay, that's all I wanted to know. I just wanted to make sure he wasn't about to say something I didn't expect. You can feel free to tune out here, but I am happy to kind of explain my thought process behind that as well. And there are some people that probably say, oh, Brendan, it's you shouldn't even be talking about this because it's obvious that the Cardinals wouldn't sign him. And 
No MLB team should sign him. And I to that I would say, you know, maybe that's fair. But sometimes I wonder if like, okay, is a topic just taboo because nobody really wants to talk about it? You don't want to be associated with talking about it? What's the reason behind that sometimes? I don't know. It Like, compare Trevor Bauer, who's had these allegations, these accusations of sexual assault. Some heinous stuff and some stuff that it should make you really uncomfortable. Now, the reason this is a topic of conversation again is because uh, one of the women, one of the more prominent cases, I guess, was found to have, at least in a settlement with Trevor Bauer, which again, I know he put the video out that said he had every legal right after the settlement. He retained the right to talk about it publicly and to kind of clear his name. And so he put out the video to say that basically this woman had kind of extorted him and the plan all along from her end was to get money out of him or do whatever she could. And evidently he had evidence to back that up. Again, I wasn't in the courtroom for these hearings or for these uh, conversations, settlement, whatever. I followed it from a distance, I suppose. I happened to see the video. But I think about it in the context of like, all right, Deshaun Watson is playing NFL football this year, and he was accused of some pretty heinous stuff as well by dozens of women. And should that be an indictment on the NFL that he's allowed to be back and playing? You know, that again, this is um, the type of conversation that it would just be much easier if we didn't have to deal with these things mixed in with our sports, right? We want our sports to be an escape, but, you know, real-life people play these sports, and when they they do stuff that's questionable at best and at at worst. Again, I think heinous can be a word to describe some of the various accusations. And it's not just these two dudes, Trevor Bauer or Sean Watson. I mean, you can look across various professional sports and various athletes and, and kind of be forced to reckon with, man, the people that I like watching play sports on TV sometimes are involved in things or they do things that uh, I don't want to represent. And maybe they're on your favorite team and you got to figure out how you want to handle that as a, as a sports fan. And it's, it's just the the reality of sports consumption at this point in time that as a sports fan, you'll probably be faced with that. And some sports fans are adamant and say, I don't want, I, I'm not even going to pay it any mind. I'm just going to pay attention to what happens between the white lines. And other people say, well, the, you, it's impossible. You can't do that. And whatever side of the fence you're on, I'm really not trying to sit here today and convince you of it. It's not often my jurisdiction to get on the pulpit and speak about very personal matters that, I, you know, obviously I'm not involved in these things. I'm I'm reading them just the same as anybody else. Oftentimes, it's not that I have any special access to know actually what took place in some of these uh, these situations. So oftentimes, it makes me uncomfortable to to feel compelled to like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know some bold things about this and tell everybody how I feel because. You know, I, I I think I try to be real realistic and reasonable to know that I'll never have all the information. However, when there are these hot button type of situations, the one thing I feel like I can do here is, all right, I won't ignore your questions. When people tweet me about Trevor Bauer and when people DM me or they'll ask me on YouTube comments, hey, what about Trevor Bauer? You're talking about pitching. What about Trevor Bauer? And at first I was just kind of ignoring the comments. I was like, I'm not going to get involved in, you know, talk about Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer is not coming to the Cardinals. So I'm just going to leave these people. They kept coming. And so I've started over the last few days to just respond to people as bluntly as I can and say, I don't see a scenario where that happens. And Trevor Bauer is not going to be a St. Louis Cardinal. And people ask back, well, 
do you think he'll sign with any major league team? I said, I have no idea. I really don't know. In three months, we might have a completely different view of it because one random Tuesday, we might all see an article on Twitter that says, you know, Trevor Bauer has signed with so-and-so team. And then that'll be the new reality that we live in. And sometimes I feel like people get anchored to what their current view is of the world. And, well, I could never imagine Trevor Bauer will never return to Major League Baseball. I don't know. I just talked about how Deshaun Watson's playing in the NFL this year. Not only that, he got like a massive freaking contract. It was almost like he was rewarded for all the, the the timing of everything, the way that it went down, because he got to change teams and, you know, demand to be traded, basically. Change teams, and, and the new team that he went to decided to give him a big old honking guaranteed contract. So I, we might, in one corner of our brain, go, well, Trevor Bauer, of course, will never return to Major League Baseball. In the other corner of our brain, if you watch football, you go, oh, well, why? I mean, if if Deshaun Watson returned, is what would be the the reasoning that I, I can't fathom a scenario where Bauer would for Major League Baseball? And to that, I would say, yeah, I mean, that would be a reasonable argument. I'm not making a commentary on should or I'm not I'm not the MLB commissioner. I'm not in, I'm not his lawyers. I'm not her her lawyers or uh, any of the other women who have accused him of of doing improper things uh, in a sexual context. I'm not involved in it, but just. From a perspective of, like, do I think he'll pitch in Major League Baseball again? I really do not have an answer for you. But I can pretty confidently say that he won't pitch for the Cardinals. Because I just don't see a world in which the Cardinals delve into this. And there might be a team that does. The Cardinals won't be that team, is what I'm predicting to the people who say, well, Trevor Bauer, I mean, look at his numbers. He pitched in Japan, and, you know, he really had some good numbers down the stretch of the season, which is true. Uh, I'll read the tweet from John Heyman because I saw him talking about it. And, of course, whatever you think about John Heyman doesn't really matter. I'm just going to give you the information about what's being talked about because um, he does have a lot of contacts in the industry and uh, obviously a lot of followers on Twitter and things of that nature. Trevor Bauer's agents, John Federal and Rachel Luba, are meeting with teams in hope of finding Bauer a job back in MLB. This is from John Heyman. Bauer went 10 and 4 with a 2.76 ERA for Yokohama, including a 9 and 2 record with a 1.97 ERA over his last 15 starts. His fastball ticked up one mile per hour on average, hitting 99.3 max. All right, I mean that is just, just you know, very blatant. Hey, here's what the agents want you to say, and so you're going to say it. All right, I mean, like I said, whatever you think about John Heyman, he's putting that out there. I I don't know how many teams are going to meet with the agents of Trevor Bauer to discuss Trevor Bauer and the possibility of signing him. Obviously, MLB gave him like the the equivalent of the two year suspension when th- this this case was active, and uh, Lindsey Hill, I believe the woman's name that was involved in this case with him, and there were others that came forward with sexual assault allegations against Trevor Bauer as this was going on. But now it's I guess the the main case is wrapped up because they had the. Uh, they they had the settlement. So that's what is then allowed Trevor Bauer to talk about it. And the suspension had been lifted, right? MLB said, okay, you're, you know, he, he was on administrative leave, I believe it was at first. And then it was like a 324 game suspension. I don't think he served a full amount of that, but it was like he missed several months on leave before the suspension really started. And so ultimately he's he's no longer under 
suspension for Major League Baseball. So in theory, he could sign with the team. That was, uh, I'm, I'm trying to read here when he was reinstated. Looking at the article, December 22nd, 2022. It seems like longer, I mean, that's almost a full year ago. MLB announced on Thursday, this is Juan Toribio of MLB.com at the time. Announced Thursday that Trevor Bauer's unpaid suspension has been reduced from 324 to 194 games by the independent arbitrator. Longest suspension handed down under the joint domestic policy or joint domestic violence policy enacted in 2015. So Bauer was reinstated and this was before this year even happened. So again, he had signed that contract in Japan pitched there all year, but for starters, like he was reinstated almost 12 months ago and no MLB team signed him then. So maybe image recuperation, does it change things that he has the settlement of that most prominent case and was able to come out in his video and say, Hey, here's how I, the evidence that I have that I was, I was done wrong in this. I was innocent. This was a money grab attempt. Here's my thing. And a lot of people saw that and said, well, now that's proof, you know, Trevor Bauer got screwed on this deal and, you know, they took his career from him because of it. It's like, all right, let's keep in mind. That's one of the, you know, the four different women. Okay. That came forward, which doesn't necessarily, again, I haven't really heard a lot about the other three cases and, and whether there's um, been any follow-up with any of that. But I think when you look at it from like the Cardinals perspective, Cardinals need pitching. They know that they, they want to get, they want to get better on the field as much as they possibly can. But when you would look at the notion of trying to, do you want to sign a player like Trevor Bauer? You're making that decision as an organization. Team need, yeah, that part's obvious. But what are the other implications? And it's not just, oh, well, the woman that accused him, maybe, you know, that was a false accusal and, and it was able to be proven. And so now we're good. Like, I don't think that's the reaction of major league teams is what I'm trying to articulate, I guess. And I really don't think it would be the reaction of the St. Louis Cardinals in particular, because there's more to it than that. First of all, outside of even the the sexual allegation stuff, which again is uh you don't want that's that you don't want to touch that. We don't even want to really talk about it, right? Because it is uncomfortable and you're talking about graphic details of some supposed incidents and it's just a lot, right? It's a lot for folks who typically they just want to hear about the balls and strikes, the baseball love it, the X's and O's of their sports. And there are others who say, well, that's just impossible. You cannot separate the two things, nor should you, nor should anybody want to do so because it's reprehensible. You know, some of the things that, that go on behind the scenes in, in folks' lives, they should be responsible for that. They should have a standard to uphold, not just in like human decency and living, but like, especially if they want to have this platform that they're, they're fortunate to be able to have, to be a professional athlete and to make great money to play a game. And you know, that's a privilege, not a right. And if you look at Trevor Bauer, man, on the one hand, you could say, well, if he's being falsely accused of something that is, I would, I would go to pretty great lengths as well to, to make sure that, that my name was cleared. But man, it sure seems like if you're put if you're putting yourselves into those positions multiple times, 
multiple different individuals coming forward and saying, yep, I had a similar experience like this. It's kind of the adage where there's smoke, there's fire. And again, I'm uncomfortable even saying that because I, I can't say definitively that I, that I know the ins and outs of all these stories, but my goodness, when it, when it rains, it pours on these things. And when, when there's this number of people coming out and saying, yep, that's something that I experienced as well. Now that they feel safe and comfortable and confident to talk about it, you know, is that sort of the way that this, that this went? Once one person said, I had this experience with Trevor Bauer, another person, another person, another person feels like, yeah, maybe I can share my story as well. Again, uncomfortable because the one prominent one that we talk about that he came out in the video and talked about, he was allegedly able to, to clear his name in that regard. And so, again, I would, I would want to clear my name of any, anything that I wasn't responsible for having done. But there's just like the demeanor and the way he carries himself and has carried himself that even if the Cardinals or maybe other teams feel this way as well, knew definitively that he was innocent of all of these accusations and it was all just this big misunderstanding, which, again, I don't know, but it seems far-fetched. Not not just talking about the specific one case. Don't get fo- Don't get focused on that. When there's others that come forward and seeds of doubt being sown, that's like, man, all right, there's a lot going on with this guy. Probably not going to touch him with a 39-and-a-half-foot pole, I think would be the way the Cardinals would look at it. An organization like the Cardinals, you don't want to have that kind of potential scandal in your organization. And then there is just the general Trevor Bauerness of it all. Like people, some people love the guy, some people not into him, not into the way that he carries himself, the way that he acts. He certainly got bravado. Remember the time he threw the ball over the center field wall when he was taken out of a game? I don't know how Trevor Bauer would play in a major league clubhouse, I guess is the the point that I'm trying to make here in a roundabout way. And as much as I don't want to gloss over all of the accusations, I, I do. I am attempting to awkwardly have a conversation about the other aspects of it, which is basically like, would he be well-received by teammates in a clubhouse just anyway? Like, he was a divisive player and personality before all of this. Now, I don't claim to have spoken to all the MLB players who were teammates of his and like, hey, what did you think of Trevor Bauer? Like, try to think back before... He was suspended and got in all this hot water. Just what did you think about it? You know, it, it's almost like folks seemed very ready to to go, okay, you know, enough of this guy. You act the way you act all the time. You're divisive. A lot of people maybe don't like you for the way you carry yourself. And then you're doing all this stuff. People were very quick to believe all of the accusations, I think, which Again, I'm not trying to make a commentary on. Um, generally, you want to respect women that would come forward and, and have the, the the courage to say, hey, here's something that happened to me in, in the face of a powerful athlete with money and all these things. That, you know, that's a general rule that I do think, and, and again, getting too deeper into a conversation that I know that a bunch of people are going to go, how could you say that? He was falsely accused. It was proven. I'm saying general rule, that is the way to approach this because there's a lot of times that people do bad things to women and it 
they they don't feel that they can come forward and talk about it. And so, as a general rule, we should we should be we should be quick to believe what is said in in those cases, and certainly thoroughly look look through and investigate and, and all of those things. But the first reaction shouldn't be, "Oh man, you know she's lying for money." In this one instance, that may have been the case. Again, I saw Trevor Bauer's video, and it's easy. I mean, what is he going to say? Right? He's probably going to continue to try to clear his name and defend himself. I I think it's a, a tangled web that has been weaved, and I don't know that we'll ever really know everything that happened in, in that case or, or the other cases, but I'm stumbling through this caveat because I know it's important and I don't want to... I don't want to be portrayed as insensitive to those causes because it's a very real issue. But I am trying to get through the Trevor Bauer of it all. And so I offer that preamble and then say, but did people probably just not like Trevor Bauer anyway? Yeah, that's probably true. And so when it's like this guy who already acts like he acts is then it's in the news that he's going out and, and doing all of these things behind closed doors. MLB was like, enough of this guy, a thorn in our side anyway, suspend him. Like, it, they, they were, they felt emboldened, I think, to do it. And I'm not saying right or wrong on that. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what I think happened. I think because of the reputation that he carried, you know, there are players who have, have done things in the domestic violence realm that resumed their careers, but I don't know if any of them were as bombastically outwardly obnoxious in the way that I think baseball in general had perceived Trevor Bauer to have been before all this came to light. And so once it, once it came to light, people are like, all right, enough. And you can tell me in the comments that you think that's totally wrong. And Trevor Bauer got the raw end of the deal. I really don't care. That's not what I'm trying to talk about. I'm really just trying to get through why I'm pretty darn sure the Cardinals aren't going to sign him. So that maybe anybody asked me this question, I can direct them to this podcast and be like, look, I'll level with you. It really doesn't matter if he deserves a chance or not. The Cardinals aren't going to be the team to give him that chance. That's where I'm at with this. And I know what the reaction is going to be, but I'm just trying to level with you. There are going to be people who are like, you shouldn't even be talking about this. Of course, the Cardinals aren't going to sign him. You idiot. Why would you even talk about it? There are going to be people that would say, well, anyone who thinks the Cardinals shouldn't sign him is an idiot because they need pitching and maybe he can be a good pitcher at 33 years old because he's got a good track record. John Heyman said he's throwing 99 miles per hour. Okay. Okay. I, again, you guys can argue with each other. I'm staying out of it. I'm just answering the question that was posed by the video, by the podcast. Do we think the Cardinals could sign Trevor Bauer? Definitively, no, we don't. What percentage chance would I give any team to sign him? I don't know. It's probably more than 0%, but is it more than like 25%? It depends on the team. Like what team out there is like, eh, screw the PR optics, because there are some teams who are like, screw the PR optics of it. We'll do it. At first, there will be a big S storm. But in six months, nobody's, I mean, people will grumble about it. But if he's pitching great, meh. Oh, well, the Cardinals are not going to be that organization. And I'm not calling upon them to be, by the way. Like, I don't I don't think it is, the juice is worth the squeeze. You could, 
you could give me the crystal ball that reveals things of the universe and I could I could rub that crystal ball and it could tell me, yeah, Trevor Bauer didn't do all of these these heinous things that he was accused of. And I would still go, okay, in that case, magical crystal ball, that sucks for him that that it's gone the way that it's gone. But PR-wise, I mean, those, those things matter in the distraction of a Trevor Bauer for a Cardinals team that's trying against a lot of odds at this point to just get back on the straight and narrow of their franchise after going 71 and 91. Like, that's more of a baseball conversation, and I get it. Is it responsible to conflate the two and, and to intermingle those aspects? I don't know. But the Cardinals got enough bad PR to worry about right now. I think that's just point-blank reality. So you might say, well, they could fix it by signing a player that they could probably get for an affordable rate, and if he pitches above his pay grade, then that helps the team, right? Sure, I guess in, in a vacuum it would. I think the clubhouse factor is pretty important in it, and the trust factor of like, all right, this guy has been as controversial as it gets for a variety of reasons, and you bring it, bring that in, is that just bringing a just like a live hand grenade into your clubhouse and just waiting to see when it goes off. Maybe, maybe that's overreactionary. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad and maybe he would jive well with his teammates on whatever team he would go to and maybe it would be fine. I don't know. I just don't think the Cardinals are going to be the team to take that to take that leap. If anybody is, it's, it's not going to be St. Louis. I would be stunned. Like I just, I, I think it's completely, the Cardinals... <laughs> Cardinals got a better chance of signing Otani. Better likelihood of signing Otani than they do Trevor Bauer. Because, again, there might be the chance to do it, right? He's not going to get a $500 million contract like Otani is. That's the reason Cardinals aren't signing that guy. They, they can't or won't afford him. Bauer could be affordable from a financial standpoint to a number of teams just trying to get a, a crack back in for, for Major League Baseball. Probably would sign a one-year contract, too, just to say, all right, I signed this deal. I, you know, because whatever they did with the, the lawyers and agents for Deshaun Watson, man, I don't know how they did it, but they were able to wash that stink off him pretty quick, so much so that the Cleveland Browns said, we'll trade for him and make him really, really wealthy before. And again, he kind of stinks now at, at the whole football thing. So that was, uh, we, we may look back on that in a few years. It, maybe we already think this about the Deshaun Watson thing and go, that was a bungled situation. Like what they guaranteed him that money and, he hadn't played in you know year and a half or whatever, and who knows if he's even any good anymore and worth all this trouble. I don't know if Trevor Bauer will be worth the trouble or not from a baseball standpoint. I know that the Cardinals aren't going to be the team to find out, and I, I think I'm not going to tell Cardinals fans what to think, but if I were in the, the shoes of Cardinals fans, I'd be like, I'm all right with that. There are other ways to go about it. And you might, you know, don't cry for Trevor Bauer. He'll be okay. <laughs> it, that's what's crazy to me. It's like, oh, man, the the, the sob story of how, how unfortunate it is, it's been for this guy. He's made some money. He's got his thing going on YouTube. He's got plenty of people that adore him um, for, for maybe the right reasons, but also for maybe the wrong reasons from certain, certain people and, like, his fan base. But he's got YouTube going on and everything, so he'll be fine. Pitching in Japan, getting paid to do it, he'll be okay. From a purely baseball standpoint, did he get a raw deal? I, I Maybe only he really truly knows the answer to that because only he knows what actions he's committed behind the scenes and what 
what things he was accused of doing that he either did or didn't do. But we'll really never know the extent to that. But he's carried himself in a divisive way even before that. And so I think uh, can continue to make some football analogies. I've got a couple players, too, in football that I want to bring up that people are going to – it's maybe going to come off wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway because hopefully I can articulate why I would make the comparison. But I think of it in terms of like uh, special teams on a, on a punt return. Sometimes that ball's bouncing around and the return man really wants to pick it up because maybe you could score a touchdown. But your your teammate says, hey, poison, poison. You, you don't touch it. You let the other, you let somebody else pick up that football because by picking it up, things can maybe go even worse for you than they would if you just let it go. It actually ends up being a pretty apt analogy, I think, for how the Cardinals could view this situation. I don't need to tell them anything. I, I GM meetings went on. Uh, there will be winter meetings. I don't know if there was a single question asked about Trevor Bauer from a beat writer. I don't know if there will be. I wouldn't feel compelled to ask because I know the answer already. Sometimes you ask a question that you think you know the answer to just to make sure. But other times you go, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get scoffed at or yelled at for asking this question because I know the answer to it. So that's my stance on that. And to further kind of exemplify this point back to football, we go, in the case of a couple of prominently named quarterbacks in the recent past of the NFL, there were guys that, and again, do not do not hear what I'm not saying. Don't put words into what I'm, I'm not describing here. Because for Trevor Bauer, there's off-the-field stuff that, again, we're talking about accusations of like criminal capacity. But if you just lump it into the label of like, it would be distracting to have him on the team because of that. There are other players when I switch over to football who there are distractions around their career that were not, again, not related to crime or doing anything improper. But we found that NFL teams weren't willing to sign these players because they're, I mean, here's the equation, honestly, and it's a, it's a brutal one, but it's reality. And I think over time in sports, you can see it proven over and over and over again. The players who are elite at what they do, it's it's a balance, right? There's a there's an XY plot. How good are you at what you do in your sport versus how heinous is the thing that you did or you're accused of doing? And where on that on that XY plot are does it land? And there's a certain <laughs> there's a certain level at which it's it's fine if you did something really bad, but somebody who's less talented do the same thing, they're done. They're blackballed. That is the way it works. That's the way of the world. And I'm not making a commentary on right or wrong because there's no point. And it's not fair or unfair. It is what it is. So why? who am I to tell you if it's not fair? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. But I think about, and again, when I say these two names, you're going to be like, well, that's nothing to do with Trevor Bauer. Don't hear what I'm not saying. First name I'll bring up is Colin Kaepernick. Because, again, he kneeled for the anthem. That made a lot of different people mad. It doesn't matter what you think about that specifically. I'm I'm getting outside the bounds of that and just talking about, like, the structure and nature of why he didn't get another chance is because, the perception at least, was that his talent was not otherworldly enough at that stage of his career anyway to overcome the PR circus that would ensue. And is that fair to Colin Kaepernick? Probably it wasn't. But remember, I said I don't care about fair. I'm just describing the way the world works, the way 
the way these professional sports leagues function. And so nobody ever did sign Colin Kaepernick. And you might say, well, Colin Kaepernick for a while was demanding a starting job. And so did he really want the opportunity or not to just make his way back into the league? I saw this year he wrote like an open letter to the Jets that I just want to be in charge of your practice squad. So maybe if at one time he said, I need to be a starter, he changed heart on that because he realized, man, really nobody is going to call me. Hey, can I just be on your practice squad? The reality is it's a, a humble thing for him to do at that point to say, I just want a chance. Um, I'll run your practice squad and I don't need anything in, I don't need any guarantees or nothing in return. Just give me a shot to be involved because maybe, you know, that's a little seed that starts his, his comeback opportunity. Maybe that's what he thought. Maybe that's why he wrote that letter to the New York Jets after Aaron Rodgers got injured, but didn't happen because these teams, whether it's NFL, MLB can say, all right. If we said Colin Kaepernick is going to run our practice squad and be our scout team quarterback, how many reporters, how much news media, how much criticism, how much just conversation is going to happen that's just not proportional to what you what you want for your role of the scout team quarterback to be? That's That's a guy who is seen out there on the practice field and not heard from ever because there's no reason to have a media circus surrounding your scout team quarterback. In that same vein, the other name I'll bring up is Tim Tebow, who's a guy that I really like. I love those Florida Gators teams growing up. That was before I made the the final determination that I would be going to Mizzou for school, which I was a Mizzou fan as a kid too, but I love those Tim Tebow teams, man. Love Tim Tebow back then. And he got his chance with the Broncos won that playoff game, right? But then never really was a starter anymore and quickly flamed out of the league. And it was like, all right, clearly he's not one of the best 10 quarterbacks in the the NFL. He's probably not one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. So if he's not going to be our starting quarterback, is it worth the circus, the media, the, the scrutiny, everything that would come with it to bring that guy in as a backup just to have him on our roster? Eventually it's like the juice is not worth the squeeze on that, even if it's not fair to him. That's just the reality of the way it works. And so I liken it to Trevor Bauer's situation in that obviously you can ramp up the scrutiny because this is bringing in a guy who's got lots of accusers. You know, look at what's happened in Cleveland with the Browns. They've, they had to deal with that media circus at first. It feels like it's now died down because Deshaun Watson, you know, and, and I don't, I'm not a fan of Deshaun Watson, it, you know, point blank. I just, I think it's it's crazy how fortunate he's been to, again, you, you, you pile up 32 accusers who have accused you of doing anything. I'm not just talking about improper sexual contact. That's the case with Deshaun Watson. But there could be, I mean, if there's 30-something people that have accused an individual of doing anything, if 32 people say, hey, I saw that guy stealing quarters out of the cash register, I'm going to probably think there's a decent chance if you have that many different witnesses of having seen something occur 30 some odd different times. I'm like, yeah, there's probably something there. I don't know if it's it's exactly what all these people are claiming, but probably something happened, right? That's just, sorry, but that's just human nature. If that, if that makes me a sheep or something, whatever the, you know, because those people are out there on social media and there may be some of you listening now, but like, just come on, let's use our common sense. 30 something people said it. That's a, if they orchestrated that hit job, that is uh, that's some impressive PR tactics to make that happen. 30-some-odd different people saying, 
Yep, he did that to me too. All right. I, I'm just going to say, yeah, probably something happened. I don't know exactly what, but I'll, I'll just use my common sense on that. So with Trevor Bauer, though, at least we're not talking about 30-something accusers. I think there's four. And still, there's going to be scrutiny much greater in scale compared to talking about Tim Tebow and the circus that would follow him. Like, there would be a lot of attention toward that for anybody that would sign him, whether it's a baseball team, the Mets. I mean, the Mets eventually are like, we can't continue to have this guy be in our minor leagues because, oh, it's just not worth it. It's just too much. Too much attention for something that's supposed to kind of go under the radar. That's the way the development's supposed to work at the lower levels. It's not supposed to be receiving MLB-level attention on a player's career. That feels like a fever dream at this point that Tim Tebow played baseball, but he did, and I saw him I saw him there in Port St. Lucie. It's free trading. Happened. Kind of a cool thing to, to say you saw. But anyway, there'd be scrutiny about that. There'd be scrutiny about, as there was with Deshaun Watson, but there'd be scrutiny if Colin Kaepernick came back. But this kind of scrutiny is different because you're going to be accused of of some, you know, of supporting a guy who is has been accused of doing heinous things. And so there's going to be a lot of different people that have a lot of different things to say about that. You'd have to be pretty confident that Trevor Bauer was still awesome as a pitcher in order to to take to even consider taking that on. Which brings in that XY plot that we talked about. Now Bauer I think might still be baseball wise in a better spot than Tim Tebow was as a quarterback at the time when he kind of faded out of the league or Colin Kaepernick when he, you know, and Kaepernick was a starting quarterback at the time, had just recently been in a Super Bowl. Um, but I don't know that he was like a top 10 to 15 quarterback even then necessarily. People are like, shut up, it's too much talk about football. But I'm just trying to make these comparisons. Like Trevor Bauer was was pitching at a high level. There's no doubt about that. But this was a case where it came on like a firestorm that was unavoidable. And the Dodgers, again, like he had that huge contract with the Dodgers and they chose to terminate that. They're like, yeah, he's reinstated. We're not, you know, because that was, at, at first it was like the Dodgers were thinking, thank you to MLB because we don't have to make any decisions about this for a little while. But once they reinstated him back in December, the Dodgers were like, all right, well, that ball's in our court, I guess. So here's what we're doing. We're not. We're not continuing with that. But his numbers were good in 2022. Or sorry, 2021 was the last time that he had pitched. Did not pitch in 2022 and then had a really rough start in Japan, but then I think kind of ramped it up and and, and was pretty good uh, for, for the rest of it. I don't know what he would be returning to MLB at 33 years old after three years away or two years away, I guess it would be. But I don't know if we're going to find out. I do know that if we do find out, it's not because the St. Louis Cardinals uh, gave that opportunity. That's the one aspect of this that I'm certain of. So that's 30-some-odd minutes more than I ever thought I'd talk about Trevor Bauer, but it was like every day I was getting a few of these questions, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to talk about it and hopefully can articulate my thoughts on it enough. Again, I'm not... My opinion doesn't really matter. Do I think the Cardinals should sign him? Nah, probably not. I don't I don't think that the juice is worth the squeeze is what it boils down to. And again, the people on all sides of this issue are going to be finding a reason to be mad at me for this take, but that is what it is. That's life. And I'll try not to take it too hard. I'll try not to take uh, 
your criticism of this podcast as hard as I took the abhorrent performance by the Missouri Tiger basketball team against Memphis on Friday night after looking so darn good. They played about the worst 22-minute stretch that I can remember. So I wasn't even going to do this podcast, but I was like, ah, screw it. I'll feel better in the morning for just getting this over with. So, hey, we did it 40 minutes. That's about all you're going to get for this one. No more Trevor Bauer talk. For those who were desperate for this, I guess you got what you wanted. If you're telling me I'm saying the wrong stuff about Trevor Bauer, okay. I don't know. I did decide that moving forward, I'm going to do like that, especially for the episodes of B-Shape Daily. They go for like an hour. I'll do the, hey, if you made it to the end, here's the hashtag. I'm not going to do that for this one because I bet there's a lot of people that tuned out after about three minutes, which is just fine. But maybe for the future episodes, I want to kind of keep that going because that was kind of fun. We did that for a couple of days in a row. And then um, on the last episode, I forgot. And my guy Travis was like, hey, where was the hashtag? I made it through the episode, but you didn't put a secret hashtag at the end. So um, you're welcome to send me your messages and what you think about the Trevor Bauer thing. But um, I just, you're not going to get me all riled up about it because, again, I just think it's pretty cut and dry that if you're the St. Louis Cardinals, there's just no, you're 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 just not touching this situation. There are Cardinals fans who say, surface level, man, I, anybody who's a good pitcher, I want him. Get it. I understand you love your Cardinals and you want them to win more games. And if you think this would be a value proposition that helps them to do that, then that's why you're on board with it and you don't really care about the details beyond that. Cardinals ownership, Cardinals front office, coaches, players, they do have to care about more than just that. There's a lot more to it. And I tried to describe that here. If you disagree with me, you can let me know in the YouTube comments section below. You can DM me on Twitter at bshafer12. That's just fine. Um, But fire away. Do you think the Cardinals should sign Trevor Bauer? I don't even, I hesitate to even ask that question. You're going to tell me anyway in the comments if you think they should. Um, I'd rather hear from the people who say that they think they shouldn't and articulate it, and, and can you articulate the reasons why? If you agree with me that, no, this is not this is not necessarily the way they should be going, can you do uh, hopefully a better job of articulating it than I did of, like, how do you get it through to the person who says they should do it? Why in the world wouldn't they do it? How do you break through to that person to say, hey, I'm leveling with you. Do you see why this maybe wouldn't be the best course of action for them? And uh, let's see how that goes. Feel like I'm dropping the uh, dropping the grenade in the mine shaft or something here. So I'm doing it anyway. That'll do it for this edition of B Shape Daily. Thank you, folks, for listening. We'll have more interesting topics of conversation for next week. Probably no show Saturday. I'm going to Columbia for the Mizzou Tennessee football game. Uh, if you're in Columbia and you've heard this episode, give me a shout. Maybe we can tailgate together. Um, I did get a good question that I made some notes for upcoming B-Shave dailies that I want to talk about the catching situation. And somebody asked me, do you think the Cardinals should consider trading Wilson Contreras? Because there was some comp- conversation about that at the deadline of like, eh, too much money on the deal probably doesn't happen at the deadline, but maybe they trade him in the off season. I've settled on, no, that's not going to happen. The reasoning might be obvious as to why, but I think it's worth a little bit of a B-Shave daily episode or YouTube video. So we'll do that. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, or if you want to continue to give me prompts, that makes my life really easy in the offseason. If there's topics that people think is really compelling to talk about, um, that's why I did this in the first place with Trevor Bauer because so many people asked me about it that I was like, all right, maybe people will watch and want to hear some thoughts about this, and it might make people mad, but 
you know, try to be respectful to me if at all possible. The people that aren't going to be respectful didn't make it 43 minutes into this thing anyway, so it doesn't matter. I don't even need to say that. But if you have topics you want me to talk about, that's great too. You can always DM me on Twitter. I got a great DM today too. I'm just kind of unloading all of this like little nuggets of information to the people that would stay to the end because I don't think very many people will. So you get a little bonus if you do of me kind of mapping out what's to come. Let me know too, if you'd be interested in a discord server where it doesn't have to be like specifically a B shape daily server, but place for Cardinals fans to gather because I know that Twitter is kind of heading in the direction that it's heading. And if ever there would be no Cardinals Twitter to congregate on anymore, maybe having some lifeboats on discord. I know there are probably some Cardinals discords out there. Um, I, I, I'm not braggadocious enough to think that just because I'm not on them, that they don't exist. I'm sure they do, but if it would be something that you'd enjoy that I would be involved in and could, could pepper questions and conversation and, you know, kind of like we live tweet stuff on Twitter and games. Would it be fun to have a running tab of just conversation with Cardinals fans in a different setting, kind of like Twitter, but it's Discord. If you use Discord and you're interested in that and would like to see me set something up like that, let me know and give me suggestions for how to functionally do it. Because I have, truth be told, I have a Discord set up for this purpose. I've never publicized it because it's more just like tinkering of like, okay, what would the channels be? What would it look like? if I don't have confidence that anybody's going to join it, I haven't just thrown it out there. But if it's something that people would be interested in, maybe that is kind of a pet project that I could put together that by the start of the season, we could have it up and running and maybe maybe do something with it. So that's the last little uh, housekeeping note that I have. Kind of a weird format for today's show, but that's what we get sometimes. Um, hey, you get a podcast episode on the weekend. Uh, be safe daily. We're going as daily as we possibly can. There won't be one Saturday in all likelihood unless there's news that breaks. Um, and we'll see about Sunday night. That might be the next time you hear from me. But that's going to do it for this edition of the show for real this time. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Be Safe Daily. Peace.